It's, it's dangerous to have too much confidence in the wrong place. In the wrong place. But the Bible says, be confident. You know, I, uh, uh, in this I will be confident. Doesn't the Bible say that? Yes, but the question is, in what will you be confident? In what? And sometimes we want to have a confident belief without the behaviors that build confidence in our lives. You know, because to have real confidence, you got to have consistency, don't you? I mean, to, to have confidence, you got to have competence. Competence is built through consistency. You gotta, if you're going to have real confidence, you got to have character. Amen. Amen. You know what? I'm going to spend the rest of my life preaching what I think is true, whether anybody says amen to it or not. I'm committing to that. These, these little gray hairs that keep popping up are trying to tell me you don't have time to get up there in that pulpit and just hype people anymore. Because while we're hyping people in one sense to believe God, we are actually making the problem worse. Because when their circumstance is not reflecting their confession, their faith collapses beneath the weight of unmet expectations. And so the Lord was really speaking to me, you know, because I go back and forth of feeling really confident sometimes, and then sometimes I feel I can't find my confidence anywhere. And so then I think, well, I had too much confidence. I need to be more humble. And then sometimes I think, well, I don't have enough confidence. I need to chest bump myself in a mirror, mirror a few times and get out there and put myself back in the game, coach. Get out there. <laughs> and I'm back and forth. And and God spoke to me this week. He said, it's not how much confidence you have, it's where you put it that counts. Paul said, I have no confidence in the flesh. All of these people who are telling you you need to be circumcised, and that's how you prove that you have a relationship with God, or you know, this, this temptation that we all have to, to, to fake it until we break. That's what really happens, you know. You, you fake it, and you never make it, because no matter how much you work to develop your confidence in your flesh, it will always fail you. It will always fail you. And all of this behavioral modification that I know is necessary for us to make improvements in our lives, and maybe it's important for us to have confidence if we're going to stand on stage and give a presentation or go into a meeting that we don't feel qualified for. I understand that, but my question is, have, have you put that confidence in the right place? And The other day, I noticed Holly didn't have her wedding ring on. <laughs> wasn't anything sketchy. We were just at the house. She wasn't going out without her wedding ring on. In fact, I got that covered, too. I made her put a tattoo on her ring finger. So even if she wanted to take it off, it says H and S. And so if she wants to leave me, the dude is already going to be narrowed down. His name better start with S, or she'll have to turn it into an 8, but she is mine. <laughs> but 
I said, where's your ring? She said, oh, I put it over here. I was washing the dishes. And I asked her a question. I didn't have to say much. I said, is that a good place to put it? Because listen, she lost it once. And when she lost it, we had insurance, and she got a better one. So now I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> Are you trying? <laughs> Ask somebody next to you, is that a good place to put it? Because you keep putting your confidence in people, and you keep putting your confidence in your performance, and you keep putting your confidence in your ability to be disciplined. And oh, I'm going to exercise. And oh, I'm going to stay on my diet this time. And oh, I'm going to pray for 15 minutes every day. You know, I hear people say sometimes, I gave up on God because some people in the church let me down. But let me ask you a question. Your relationship with God is so precious. Why would you put your confidence in God in how people treat you? People will always let you down. People will always fall short. Even if they have good intentions, they have limited ability. Do you really want to put it in people? Haven't you spent enough time trusting in people to meet your needs? I feel like preaching. Ask them again, is that a good place to put it? Do you really want to put confidence in your flesh, your effort, your ability to keep the law? Now, Paul said, if you want to play the game of who has more reasons to be confident on the basis of lifestyle or legality, he says, if you want to play the game whose circumcision is better, let's play. Watch this. He starts reading off his resume, and what a weird game this is. Watch this. You know, people try to top everything. Paul's like, my circumcision is better than your circumcision. Because watch, verse 5. I was circumcised on the eighth day when you're supposed to be. A lot of the Judaizers, the dog, they were circumcised after the fact. Paul said, I was circumcised when I was supposed to be circumcised because I was born the way you're supposed to be born into the race that God said that he would use to bless all the nations of the earth through. So I was circumcised before all y'all. On the eighth day, I don't remember it. I'm glad I got that out of the way early in life. I was of the people of Israel, so I have connections. I was not only of the people of Israel, I was of the tribe of Benjamin. That was the tribe that the kings came out of, the tribe of Benjamin. So he's like, I'm already one of God's favorite people because I'm an Israelite. And then I'm the favorite tribe within the favorite people. Come on, you want to talk about flesh? My flesh is impressive. Mm -hmm. and, and I was not only of the tribe of Benjamin, it was not only a matter of birth, I wasn't only born into fortunate circumstances, but I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. Wow. I was, I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. I, I, I was competent. Watch this. I was connected. I was competent in regard to the law of Pharisee. That's the strictest order of religious law for the Jewish people. So he says, I was on a scholarship. I was, I was a prized pupil of Gamaliel. He doesn't mention that in Philippians 3. He mentions it elsewhere that he, he sat 
underneath the tutelage of one of the greatest teachers of his day. This is like you interned under Elon Musk. Paul said, let's talk. You want to talk to me, you dogs that think you're so much better than other people? He said, I had all of that. I was so good at it that I was promoted to the highest level. I was so zealous. Verse 6, please. I was persecuting the church as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. So stop. Make sure we got this. He's connected, he's competent, and his character, he says, according to human law and what you can measure and what you can see and what you can judge, faultless. Connected, competent, and his character is faultless. And he built his confidence to a certain level. But then something happened to Paul. Paul saw a contrast. And sometimes what we need when we get a little too full of ourselves, come on, it happens to all of us. Quiet people, loud people, flashy people, low key people, it can happen to every one of us that we start to trust in our flesh. And about the time you think you get it figured out, you know how we do? We get our categories exactly right. Okay, here's the kind of people that are going to heaven. And here's the kind of people that are going to hell. And the way I know is there are certain things that people who are going to heaven do and don't do. And certain people who are going to hell, here's what they do and they don't do. The only problem that I'm finding with this is a lot of our confidence that we put in our judgments and our assessment is based on our external observations of people. And we can never really know anyone's heart. And here's what I'm trying to say. Let's stop being so quick to categorize people based on what we see with our eyes or where they are in certain behaviors in their lives. Judge nothing before the appointed time. You don't even know what battles they're fighting, and you don't know how far they've come, and you don't know what has taken them just to keep running the race. And They might be limping, but they might make it to the finish line because they limp. I don't know anymore. I put no confidence in the flesh. I don't have categories. They're not as clear anymore for who's a godly person and who's not and, 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 and who God has favored and who God hasn't. Because some of the people that I thought were walking in the favor of God were faking it. But I know it till they fell apart. And Paul's riding to Damascus one day. A Hebrew of Hebrews, a Pharisee of Pharisees, in regards to the law of righteousness, connected and competent, connected and competent. And all of a sudden, he was blinded by a light on his way to imprison Christians in Damascus and bring them back to Jerusalem to be sentenced. And something happened to him that will happen to all of us in one way or another. If it hasn't happened to you yet, send me a a text message when it does. God in his mercy and God in his wisdom knew that if I allow Paul to remain confident in his flesh, he will not fulfill my purpose for his life. He will live the rest of his life putting his confidence in himself and his competence and his character. And so all of a sudden you can read it in Acts chapter 9, a blinding light throws Paul from his horse. 
he is thrown to the ground on the way to exercise his gift. With authoritative letters from the Jewish ruling council, he falls off of his horse, and a voice from heaven asks him, Saul, Saul, who do you think you are? And Saul said back, I don't know, who are you? And the voice said, I am Jesus. And Paul spent three days blind, and someone had to lead him by the hand. You know, that's when life gets really interesting, when you're used to leading others, when you're used to knowing what to do, when you're used to making it happen, when you're used to smiling and getting through it. But then every once in a while, something will come along in your life, and you'll say, I didn't take a class on this. I didn't read a book about this. Nobody told me it would feel like this. I wasn't prepared for this. I, I didn't know it would be like this. And Paul said, I lost my confidence. I lost my confidence, and I had to start all over, and I had to, I had to give up all my connections because everybody hated me that I used to serve with. And I had to start all over because I didn't know how to preach Jesus because I just met him. And I had to humble myself and I had to reevaluate my character because I had been comparing myself to others. You know how we do? If you compare yourself to others long enough, you will come to the place eventually. If you're not there yet, you'll get there. Just keep doing it. Keep comparing yourself to others. Just keep right on doing it. And do it, do it to make yourself feel better. Do it. When you see somebody whose kids are on drugs, you just silently tell yourself, my kids would never do that. Go ahead. Go ahead and go ahead and do that. Just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and do it. When you see somebody who's not married, I'll tell you if they did yeah, go ahead and compare yourself to them because you you know you're better than them. That's why you're married and they're not. Just go ahead and compare yourself. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it too the other way too. Go ahead and compare yourself to people that are better than you all the time. Just all the time. Look at everybody sucking in on the gram and then compare yourself bloated after a whole day of running your kids around and then compare yourself who didn't have time to eat healthy because you actually care about other people and that's why you had to go through McDonald's. But compare yourself to them, you won't even know that they're selfish, and that's why their body looks like that because they never they never have time for anybody else, and all their things going. Here's what I want you to do: I want you to completely compare out of context for as long as you can, and don't ask the question. You know, like they're real successful on their job, but I wonder, are they happy? Don't ask that question because if you could compare across all the categories, you might see that their success is costing them their fulfillment. But don't do that. Just compare. Just completely take it all out of context and compare what people show you to, to, to what you can see. And, and don't take time to wonder what's really going on. And don't take time to stop and think about how they're so gifted and they're so wonderful. Just compare yourself to them until you feel so terrible that the only place left for you to go, the only thing left for you to conclude, the only thing left for you to do is to fall down off your horse and say, God, I'm sick of myself. I'm sick of false standards. I'm sick of worldly measurements. I'm tired of my flesh. I'm tired of keeping up. I'm tired of falling short. I'm tired of looking around. And in that moment, you will come to the point that Paul came to in verse 7, where he said, I compared myself to everyone else so long and it finally brought me to a point, not because I hit the bottom, but because I was on top. And then something happened in my life. I compared myself to Jesus. And when I compared myself to him, I didn't have anything left to brag about. 
when I compared myself to him, I wasn't such a good person after all. When I compared myself to him, I lost my confidence in me. I lost my confidence in how nice I am and how sweet I am and how polite I am and how educated I am. When I compared myself to the fullness of wisdom that was revealed in Jesus Christ, I didn't bring up my IQ anymore, and I didn't show him my SAT scores. When I compared myself to him, my posture changed. When I compared myself to him, I quit trying to be first place in a race that I realized I couldn't win. When I compared myself to him, I fell off my horse, and I was led by the hand. And Paul says in verse 7, Now, whatever were gains to me, I consider loss. I lost my confidence, but watch this. I gained Christ. Hey, thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video or live stream. And share this video with a friend. And don't forget, you can join me live every Sunday. Thanks again for watching.